All right. Welcome back, everybody. My name's Austin. Breaking news today. For the second time in 2020, another publicly traded company just bought Bitcoin. Square just got off zero and made a 1% allocation. What public company is next? We're watching this trend, this Bitcoin game theory, take full effect. Here is the official announcement. Today, Square announced it has purchased $50 million worth of Bitcoin. The reason why? Square believes cryptocurrency is an instrument of economic empowerment and provides a way to participate in the global monetary system, which aligns with the company's purpose. Now, how much is $50 million in Bitcoin? Well, Jack Dorsey Square adds almost 5,000 Bitcoin to its balance sheet. And of course, in publicly traded America, their company was number two. This news comes months after another publicly traded company, MicroStrategy, decided to convert a portion of its treasury into Bitcoin. Currently, MicroStrategy holds 38,250 Bitcoin compared to Square's almost 5,000. And its CEO, Michael Saylor, has become one of the most vocal Bitcoin advocates. Now question, is this 4,700 Bitcoin for Square actually 1% of their treasury? Well, doing the math, while the press release notes that the investment does represent approximately 1% of Square's assets at the end of the second quarter of 2020, as of June 30th, the company's total assets amounted to 7.5 billion. So really the acquisition of this Bitcoin may represent closer to half a percent, a little over 0.64% of the company's assets. But fundamentally for Bitcoin and for Square, this is a very big deal. Square's stock went up 2% following this announcement. Bitcoin's price went up 2% following this announcement. But fundamentally speaking, Bitcoin is on its way to becoming a corporate treasury asset. Michael Saylor and Jack are leading the charge. Soon, many other companies will follow, and eventually central banks. This is just the beginning. And to put this another way, individuals, the lucky ones, have been using Bitcoin as a reserve asset for a while. Corporations are right now at the beginning of using Bitcoin as a reserve asset. Eventually, central banks will use Bitcoin as a reserve asset as well. It is just a matter of time. What do you think? Give me your thoughts down below in the comments. Comment right now. Okay, next piece of news for EOS. As you know, Google Cloud just signed on to be one out of 21 block producers for EOS. This entitles them, if elected, this entitles them to earn EOS tokens as a reward. Well, Google Cloud does not intend to take the EOS rewards as a block producer. In other words, Google Cloud is not getting into EOS for the tokens. Well, if they're not in it for the money, what are they in it for? The power, <laughs> right? In a direct quote, Google Cloud is not getting into crypto mining. I think that's what they're equating earning EOS tokens is in this case, they're a little off, but they say, this is really an infrastructure play for us, says Google Cloud developer advocate Alan Day. Okay, they're in it for the tech. They want to be part of the decision-making. And from a quote I actually read you two days ago, Day confirmed that Google Cloud's intentions, and I quote, we are committed to ensuring that the information on public blockchains are securely stored, reliably available, and can be accessed in a meaningful way. Interesting. 
to me, I think it's very clear that Google Cloud sees the value potential in cryptocurrency. They want to hedge their bets. They want to be a part of this in some sense. And I forgot, EOS is not the first for them to get involved with. Day said the partnership comes in the same spirit as the company's February announcement of a partnership with Hedra Hashgraph. Google Cloud also recently became a network validator for Theta Labs, a video content relayer. Okay, Google Cloud sees where this tech is trending, and they're not going to take the tokens, but they just want a seat at the table. Interesting. Okay, next piece of Polkadot news. Polkadot has just revealed initial parachain offerings to counter the traditional IPOs, or also in crypto's case, ICOs. Now, in all honesty, this was in their white paper. This isn't breaking news, or this isn't a reveal in any sense. This channel will tell it to you straight. But let's go over this because these initial parachain offerings are slightly different than ICOs, and I wanna share with you why in case you want to get involved. Peter Marek, head of public affairs at Parity Technologies, told Cointelegraph that an IPO, an initial parachain offering, allows emerging projects to obtain a parachain slot on the Polkadot network. So they have to earn a slot, and this is slightly different than the ETH ICO craze. In a direct quote, we have seen many thousands of exciting projects launch implementations as smart contracts on protocols like Ethereum. And any of those and more will find a life as a Polkadot parachain, a much more efficient, powerful, and optimized developer and user experience. So let's break this down. And again, if you don't know what a parachain is, they're independent cross-communicating blockchain networks. So it's just another word for the blockchains that can connect and interoperate in the Polkadot ecosystem. And I didn't know this, but there are a limited number of spots. In order for a parachain to be added to Polkadot, it must secure an available parachain slot. However, only a limited number of parachain slots exist. Polkadot's goal is to have 100 parachain slots available on its network. And this is where it starts affecting you as a DOT holder. Polkadot's native token DOT is also required to bond a parachain to take advantage of the network scalability, security, interoperability, and governance functionality. So these projects must have DOT to make this happen, and therefore parachain teams will need to acquire parachain slots through a permissionless auction process, where teams could either buy DOT on the open market, that would be good from a price standpoint as a DOT holder. Morik mentioned that most parachain projects will undergo an IPO, initial parachain offering, to participate in these auctions, allowing teams to accept DOT loans from another DOT holder. So you have a voice on how this ecosystem grows. You can put some of your DOT temporarily and vote for which parachain projects, which projects you wanna see become parachains. And afterwards, either way, you get your DOT back after you loan it to these different projects. If you are a DOT holder and you've been voting on projects, let me know what you're looking at right now. Share with the community. Okay, next piece of news, BitMEX's CEO, Arthur Hayes, leaves role after U.S. charges. He is out. In a blog post Thursday, 100X, the holding group for BitMEX operator HDR Holdings announced founders Arthur Hayes and Samuel Reed have stepped back from all executive management responsibilities for their respective CEO and CTO roles with immediate effect. 
So the takeaway for you and me is that BitMEX is still pressing forward. They will continue to operate despite the CFTC coming down on them. But they obviously got to fire the leadership. The Department of Justice has brought criminal charges against them. So they're out, but the exchange presses on. And Vivian Ku, current chief operating officer of 100X Group, will become the interim CEO. Throw me a comment. Let me know what you think. In a final quote from them, these changes to our executive leadership mean we can focus on our core business of offering superior trading opportunities for all our clients through the BitMEX platform, whilst maintaining the highest standards of corporate governance. Very well said, David Wong. Okay, next piece of news. Coinbase has just made a major play to take down Uniswap. Coinbase backs a new Ethereum-based DEX to rival Uniswap. It's called Cofix, and it aims to improve on the popular automatic market makers like Uniswap. Now, as you know, Uniswap beat Coinbase in daily trading volume a few times last month, and here is their response. And it's actually not just Coinbase. It's Coinbase and Dragonfly Capital and Huobi today announced an investment of half a million dollars in Cofix, an Ethereum-based DeFi exchange. Now, how will this be potentially better than Uniswap? They say that Uniswap is good for the beginner, but it's not great for professional traders. You can't place complicated trades on it, and prices of coins are either grabbed from centralized exchanges or discovered through trades, both of which can be pricey for traders, paying hefty transaction fees. So maybe now with trades, there'll be stops and limit orders and a better user interface. And also, Cofix aims to improve these sorts of decentralized exchanges by scraping prices from a decentralized Oracle protocol called Nest, which like Uniswap is built on Ethereum. So they're not Chainlink people, I guess. They're Nest people. Okay, that is the video. My name's Austin. See you tomorrow.